0: hello everyone thank you so much for clicking welcome to or welcome back to young and tenacious podcast i am your host clara today we have our very first ever guest on young and tenacious miss shay jordan If you didn't already know, Shay is a 24-year-old creative living in Los Angeles. She juggles her full-time nine-to-five job together with her other side hustles. She has her blog, her YouTube channel, she creates courses and other digital products, and you know what, some of them are for free. She's a freelancer and she's currently learning a whole different language right now. How does she balance it all? I have no idea, but that's why she is here today, to tell us how to actually do it all. I'm so excited for this episode, especially because I can personally relate to her having a full-time job and wanting to do so many side hustles at the same time. So I can't wait to pick her brain and learn some tips myself. With that being said, let's just hop into it. And if you do end up liking this episode, please make sure to give it a like a follow and if you can rate in review on apple Podcasts. thank you guys so much and i hope you guys enjoy
1: hello hi how are you hi i'm great i'm so excited so
0: am I. okay so i just want to jump right into it just because i have so many questions for you and i'm so excited okay. It's going to be a full pack. Um, I know I did put you in charge of the mantra slash quote of the week. Mm-hmm. So do you mm-hmm. want to take it
1: away? Yeah, totally. Um, so for me, I chose a mantra um, that I personally use a lot. And it's there's plenty of time to achieve all of my goals today because I always feel like I don't have enough time. And I feel like me waking up in the morning, if I say there's plenty of time to achieve all of my goals today, that's very important for me to remember throughout my day. Mm-hmm. And not even just saying like there's enough time. Like I really emphasize like there's plenty of time because mm-hmm. sometimes I just feel like I have so many things I want to do that I could do if only I had more time. But right. you always have plenty of time to get everything you want to get done if you're if you manage your time well and you're productive. And sometimes you just need that reminder so.
0: right i love that quote or mantra um i feel like our of this episode is definitely gonna be that you you will <laughs> literally be talking about that in time <laughs> and how you manage everything <laughs> <laughs> but before we even get into that can i have you introduce yourself just a little bit what you do oh, yeah. go ahead mm-hmm.
1: yeah okay well my name is shay um i currently work full-time at a creative agency while also balancing some of my side hustle stuff like YouTube, blogging, some creating digital products. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in Los Angeles and I feel like I'm basically just working all the time but Mm -hmm. I love what I do so I'm like just a very productive person and I just enjoy working, working on my passions, my goals while also balancing my full-time job. Mm -hmm. That's that's so, like work-wise what I do. <laughs>
0: right, right. And you, did you just recently graduate as well?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I graduated in, I graduated early in December 2019. December. But basically I was like pretty class recent.
0: Well, yeah. about a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So about I a year like ago. I feel like this
0: year just literally flowed by. I know. <laughs> I don't even know where it went, to be quite honest. Oh, um, I know. But it seems like you're doing creative everything in all aspects of your yeah. life, it's all creative, <laughs> I'm seeing. Um, mm-hmm. How did you like start your whole creation, like creativeness? Like when did that whole entire world start? What did you go to school for again? Sorry.
1: Oh, so I went to school for communication and film.
0: Right. So did you know since before, before college or uni that you really wanted to go into like
1: the whole creative world? I, I would say yes, but I would say I definitely knew I wanted to do something creative, but I wasn't sure what that was yet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like college really helped me discover that, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting just because when I think back to when I was a little kid, like I loved, I would, I would write stories all the time and I would make like little movies, like with stuffed animals all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I would literally just always (laughs) want to create like storytell, you know? Uh And so I knew I wanted to do that somehow. Um, but then when I went to school, I thought maybe I wanted to go more into like journalism. Um, but then I was like, wait, I don't feel like I'm getting that creative aspect anymore. Like if I'm just reporting, where's the creativity, you know? Right. And so then I was like, well, as much as I love like interning and doing these cool opportunities at, you know, reporting and stuff like that and doing news heavy stuff. I was like, I kind of want to take things back into my own hands and like create something that's mine. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of decided, like, how could I create my own brand in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I feel like it was at the end. It was actually right at the end of college when I started my blog, and I had started my YouTube channel because I just wanted to share my experiences studying abroad.
2: Right. And it wasn't
1: even like with the intention of creating like a business within YouTube at first. Mm-hmm. So that was something that kind of just like happened. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think about. Like, I didn't start with that intention. But right. when I saw that there was traction on my channel, I was like, oh, like, I should follow this.
0: There, this so. this could be something, basically. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> and now it is.
0: <laughs> so I'm hearing you were basically born creative, is what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the funny right. thing is, is I have two other sisters who are also creative in their own ways. I have wow. one sister who's very into music. And then my mm-hmm. other sister is very into art, like drawing and sketching. So I is, feel like all of us have our cool, like, creative side. Right. Is
0: it, like, do you think it's, like, a gene? Like, is your parents, like, also creative
1: or? Well, it's funny because, so, oh, my gosh, if my mom listens to this, she's going to be so mad at me. She, <laughs> <laughs> she, my mom is not, not creative, but she, she says, she, like, admits that she's not. Mm-hmm. My dad, I would say, we found some, like, old sketches that he's done. And I'm like, wait, you're pretty good dad. And so I feel like he does have a little creativity. But my grandmother on my mom's side, so creative. I mean, ah. she plays like every musical instrument. She has paintings all over her house. Wow. So my mom always jokes that it like skipped a generation. And, and now it just landed it on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Um, speaking of like, you-, you said you wanted to go into journalism at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning you obviously do also love writing. Would you do you ever see yourself maybe writing in a sense of like writing your own film or your like an episode or what is it called a series Mm -hmm.
1: there? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean,
0: do you ever do you ever see yourself writing in that sense rather than like reporting news and all that?
1: Yeah, well, so the thing is, I took some screenwriting classes at school and Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved them. Like, I just loved that class so much. Mm -hmm. and when I was studying abroad and then I like lived abroad again a little bit after I studied abroad I don't know if it was just like being in Europe I was just like so motivated just by like the art and the culture and just my experiences there I was like I want to write like a script or a movie about something like I just felt Mm -hmm. very inspired yeah but it's definitely a huge undertaking like I felt like if I did that I wanted to devote like all my time to to just doing that. But, right. Yeah. But I, but I also feel like it would just be so cool to like write this whole story or this whole script, whether that's like a movie or a series or something, mm-hmm. or even just be involved in that. So there's like that dream that's kind of like tucked away for now, but I feel mm-hmm. like it would be cool to eventually come back to like if somehow I could get into that industry of like writing
2: or mm-hmm. just, even just writing know. a
1: script just to like, yeah, I know you yeah. never know. So it's cool.
2: That's
0: so cool. And how was it finding a job after graduation? Did you find a job
1: right away or? No. No. It's so much harder than people. Like, you really have to be prepared because I Mm -hmm. feel like people go into college and they think, okay, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to find a job and it's going to be easy. Like, I did my time, I get my job, but that's not always the case. (laughs) Um, No. So, I think for me, I graduated. It took a long time um, for me to find a job. There was a lot of applying Getting rejected, feeling down about getting rejected, realizing I just had to keep pushing and keep trying. Um, I ended up getting like a freelance contract job at mm-hmm. a, a TV company called Pop TV. Mm-hmm. They have the show Shit's Creek. I don't know if you know that one. but I've Schitt's heard
0: book. of it, but definitely have not seen it.
1: Yeah. Um, so I worked there for a few months and then I actually got reached out to by a recruiter from the creative agency that I'm at now that I work Mm -hmm. at now and she just found me on LinkedIn like I didn't even have to apply or anything but she just saw like my work and my experience so for all you college grads out there make sure your LinkedIn is nice and like really good because (laughs) that stuff and that's how I got my job that I really love now so
0: yeah how is it like I know this is everyone kind of have like a different opinion on it but I feel Mm -hmm. like some people do feel a little bit sketchy going to school for creative, anything to do with creative because Mm -hmm. they feel like that's something that you can learn on your own if you really wanted to. Um, And in a sense, having to find a job nowadays, it's not even about like what you graduated with. It's more so of like, well, what's your experience? Mm -hmm. So like, how do you even land like your first job if like you haven't even really worked anywhere?
1: That is a very good question. <laughs> I mean, so I how think... did you
0: land your... here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I think it, okay, it's interesting because I've talked with my sister who I mentioned is very into art right now. Like she's mm-hmm. struggling with this right now, of like mm-hmm. wanting to do creative stuff. But in school, she studied business and marketing, and she right. feels like, you know, like I didn't want to go to school. For art because what if that doesn't equal job security but right. then now she's like but I want that passion right um, to come through in the work that I do
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think for me I I was very much a go-getter of like I did get a lot of internships uh mm. during school and that's very beneficial because it really does help build your experience right but right. even that can be kind of difficult but I just feel like the college environment is such a great environment to find internships whether that's like Doing that through talking through um, counselors or mm-hmm. going to job fairs, like I feel like you really have to take advantage of that because those little experiences really helped me get a job afterwards. Because then on your resume, it can be like, oh, I was an I was an intern intern at um, Billboard magazine mm-hmm. and Yahoo for a while. Yeah. So it's like things like that where it's like that is really beneficial. So. Mm-hmm. I would say like really push to get those opportunities during college because it definitely is hard if you don't have that and you try to graduate and then people are like, where's your experience? Right,
0: right. I also feel like if when you're in school for like something creative, you can just literally show your work. Like, oh, totally. Whatever work it is that you did on the side, whether it's like through an internship or not. It's like I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes your talent as a creative, it just shows and it's like
1: oh definitely you know
0: yeah Yeah, Um, no
1: I totally agree
0: so how do you kind of like weave yourself through the whole creative life because I feel like every like I said every aspect of your life is basically creative you're working (laughs) full-time (laughs) nine-to-five creative and you go home and you work on your own stuff and your own side hustles and they're all Mm -hmm. creative like Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like it's so much like your brain is just always continually going or
1: (laughs) it doesn't just come naturally to you as you were born with it, you know? That's, that's such a good question. I think it's interesting because what I've realized is that, um, the creative, creative side of my brain that I use for work is like different than the creative side for like my passion projects. Really? I, Yeah, and I think that's interesting because if you talk about, I don't know, like mental energy as far as like how much energy mentally you can give to certain projects. Whereas Mm -hmm. like for work, I'm managing a lot of content calendars. I might be having to like make small trailers or do like scene polls for shows that maybe I'm not even really interested in. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to do that for work Mm -hmm. and I enjoy work and I enjoy the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that work just isn't as fulfilling so it's like I can be really drained after work but because I love working on my own YouTube channel or writing a new blog post like that to me is almost relaxing in a way because I can be like oh I'll write a blog post while I'm watching TV
0: right or right
1: so it's like definitely just the motivation to want to work on some of my own projects right really helps keep me going but there are definitely days where i'm so drained from work that i'm like i just i can't it definitely happens maybe it looks like it doesn't on my like social channels but it definitely happens
0: it looks like you're just like like your creative juice (laughs) is just going it seems so natural coming oh Um, my gosh you mentioned you mentioned you're also a freelancer so what do you freelance? When did that start?
1: How? Mm. Tell us a little bit more about that. (laughs) Tell you the secrets. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that actually started when I did graduate college and I was looking for a job. I wanted to do some freelance writing just to make some money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I joined some sites like Fiverr and Upwork Mm -hmm. um, because I knew I had skills like writing but also video editing right which can be very profitable video editing is if you know mm-hmm. how to do it you can really provide that service to people um so I was writing articles for this hair care company that I just it's one of those things where like once you establish a good relationship with someone and mm-hmm. they keep giving you assignments like right a nice steady income um and for a while when I started this job at the creative agency I was still writing some articles like on the weekends right but Ultimately, I, I did, I was also editing videos for this one um, woman on YouTube mm-hmm. who was paying me very well, but I was also like, okay, I can't like work and do my own projects and do all these freelance stuff. So I did have to kind of put the like freelance assignments aside right. because I did want to start working on my own YouTube and my vlogging mm-hmm. and like my brand. Mm-hmm. So I realized I'm like, okay, if I can choose full-time job and my own brand, that's what I'm going to do for now.
0: Right. So Does it um what was my question (laughs) I was oh how did you like in the very beginning how were you able to um kind of put a price on your
1: work oh that's such a good question I actually struggled with that so much like I did so much research I remember when people would ask like oh what are your rates and I was like "Uh," because I seriously didn't know you know like what's the common charge of, like, how mm-hmm. much you should charge?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think for me, I was pretty lucky because the one person who reached out to me at the hair care company I was working for, he was like, here's our budget. Mm-hmm. And it was actually more than I probably would have charged, like, for myself. So I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Um, but it's one of those things where I really think, like, if you see a number, maybe you see a number suggested on Google results or something. Mm-hmm. If you know that you really do have more value, like, for me, I know that I had experience writing for, like, Billboard and YouTube and, like, companies, and I know that I've been doing this and I have experience, Mm -hmm. like, definitely don't be afraid to up that number, because I remember a few proposals, there have been times I was about to send the email, and I, like, took the number down, and I was like, no, 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 no. don't do that, like, you know, you might as well try it, because, and then I was, like, shocked, because I remember sending through, um... You know, like, here's my proposal, like, the budget and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, yeah, great. And they agreed. And I, (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, I I was about to, like, bring that number down. Good Uh thing I kept it, you know? It's like, know your worth. That's very important.
0: I definitely feel that, especially, like, at work, if I was to go in and ask for a raise. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
0: like, oh, my God. Like, do I ask higher? What do I ask? Do I ask lower? What do I do? I know. (laughs) But if anything, if you do ask higher, one, there's even more like um space to negotiate right
2: yeah, exactly. so mm-hmm.
0: so i feel like that's always always aim higher oh go big or go home yeah.
1: basically is what I. Right. <laughs> right the worst i can say is no and then you're like well okay you know right so. do you think
0: like fiber and like all those freelance websites are now being flooded and it's harder to book a job right now than usual
1: uh i would say yes i think I think I actually found more success on Upwork and I don't know if that was just, I did, I was finding some more like, uh, video editing clients through Upwork. Mm. Um, but I would say, yeah, now I feel like a lot more people are, and it's hard because you know, you can search like, oh, I'm looking for someone to write my article, you'll get like thousands of results. Right. Like, how does exactly. the person choose? Probably exactly. like someone who has more experience, but then if you're trying to do this to get experience, then you won't get cho- like, exactly. It, it, it's such a it
0: can be such I, a tough cycle. And how do you how do you um, make sure when you're editing someone's video, for example, or even mm-hmm. writing an article for someone? How do you take your own? Like, opinion or your own way Mm. of editing from that and make sure that it's just their vision and not yours
1: oh yeah that's a good question usually um at least like for video editing especially I have a few meetings with that person in the beginning like I almost have a little list of questions that I should ask just to get a good idea of what their voice is and how they want to come across and right you know like editing styles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so you definitely, I would say, if you're working with a client, like, just get on a good, you know, get on the same wavelength of, like, what they want. Right. And sometimes a client will be like, oh, I want you, I, like, I I saw, I see your editing style and I kind of want you to, like, weave that in. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll invite you to be, like, give some of your creativity and, like, a little bit of your own spin on it. Right. And sometimes you just have to respect if they're, like, this is exactly how I want it. And then you're mm-hmm. like, okay.
2: I you know, know you you sure. do your job <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. right
0: and now going more into your side hustles what are your side hustles i may know okay. <laughs> some people may not
1: but <laughs> right yeah yeah um so i i do blogging so i have my own blog i've had that for two about two years now i think yes mm-hmm. two years i also do youtube that's also been for about two years Mm -hmm. and then more recently I've been doing kind of exploring the digital products side of things right so I would say those are like my top three income sources
0: and what um what digital products do you have out right now
1: so right now I have a course the first one I made is this course that talks about how you can grow on YouTube using Pinterest
2: Mm -hmm. um
1: which is an interesting technique that I feel like not a lot of people know about. And it's yeah. actually what brought me a lot of success on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I wanted to share that with people. So I have that. I also have a language learning workbook, like, to help you create a language learning study guide. Because I don't know if some people don't know, but a huge part of my YouTube channel is sharing my journey learning Italian. Right. Um which people have loved? I like. I didn't expect that at all. I was just like, I'm gonna make a video showing how I learned Italian, and people really grabbed onto that. So that's like. Is a, a lot whole of your audience like Italian, or yeah. When I look at the breakdown, like I have so many European, oh. like just in general, European followers, and then I mean a lot of Americans still. But it's very interesting to see the breakdown from like right. all over the world, which is crazy. I'm like, wow, this many people are seeing my videos, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, So, yeah, those are my main ones. And then I have a few little eBooks that some of them are actually free. Like, Mm -hmm. you can just pick them up and it's just about, like, starting an online business or Mm -hmm. different, like, social media tips. Just because I think it's good to provide some free content.
0: For For sure. Absolutely. And you also have your presets.
1: Yes. Oh, oh, thank you for reminding me.
0: (laughs) I'm only saying that because I use use it. (laughs) I use it for my podcast Instagram to say. Oh, my God. Yay, that makes me so happy. Let's not forget about that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and you have your full-time job on top of that, nine to five, mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, and you work yeah. at a creating creative agency, you said? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you do in the agency?
1: So I'm a social media coordinator, and I used to work on two different accounts. Like, within the agency, they manage so many different accounts.
2: Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm.
1: I used to be on the TikTok account mm-hmm. for a year, so we were basically managing all of, like TikTok social medias, which is insane to be managed. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I think TikTok Instagram now has like twenty four million followers. Like, it's a huge scale of like a, a social media company to yeah. to manage. So that was a huge experience Crazy. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right now, I work as. I kind of manage the content calendars for this company called Stars Play. Like the the channel called Stars Mm -hmm. has a streaming service that's Mm -hmm. international and it's called Stars Play. So basically I'm managing all of their social media platforms right now. Right. And that kind of entails like pulling scenes from shows or like how do you market shows to the audience and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of still a lot of social heavy stuff but right managing content calendars in like eight different regions so right it's a lot it's a lot of stuff to juggle do you do you
0: think um do you think covid have impacted like let's say the agency that you work for in a good way or in a bad way like work work wise i'm not obviously covid mm-hmm. is covid and we don't want her but like in a sense of (laughs) (laughs) in a sense of like i feel like now everyone is definitely moving online because Mm -hmm. we you just don't know right so Mm -hmm. being in that creative world and that creative agency and and dealing with different accounts do you think that more work has come in because of that or opposite that's a good
1: question i think I actually feel very, very lucky because as far as work, COVID hasn't really affected me at all. Whereas I know a lot of people lost their jobs and that's really tough. And I feel like me working in the social space where it's not like an actual, a tangible thing, you know, like a shop or something that could go out of Mm -hmm. business, like social media, especially with people being home more now. and, And when I was working on TikTok, like we hit so many more users on TikTok just because yeah. of people downloading it. Yeah. So right. I'd say for us and for my team, the entertainment and social team especially, we did a lot better <laughs> because of COVID, which right. is kind of crazy. But I feel like it also meant a lot more work for me. Of and course. I feel like it's hard because I still work from home mm-hmm. and we can operate just fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because we work from home, people like I'll get messages from work really late at night and I'm like, I know i'm not the at the office or like you know we, we we just don't have that good balance of like okay i know i'm home and my computer's here but it's work right, is over you know right. people feel like they can always having just reach to you. you. yeah yeah so that's kind of hard because it's like yeah normally i would just you know pack up and leave the office at six or whatever mm-hmm. and now last night i was working till 8 p.m what is that <laughs> like...
0: that is insane i yeah, yeah. definitely i do think putting that boundary is like the hardest thing when you're working from home for Mm -hmm. sure so with your with your own thing with your side hustles what came Mm -hmm. first did you did you start with your blog first or did you start with your youtube or your Mm. freelance or whatever it
1: is um so i started first with my youtube Mm -hmm. uh because i studied abroad in the june uh my junior year of college right. mm-hmm. so that's when I just started making those travel blogs so technically my channel started then but then I started my blog at the end of college because I don't know what like what kind of prompted that but mm-hmm. I I had seen a lot of things on Pinterest about starting a blog and i had been thinking about it and I even had some friends tell me I should start a blog
2: and I was mm-hmm. like I should look
1: into this so then I started that at the end of college but then after I graduated was when I really also decided to focus on my YouTube channel as well. Right. it's kind of where like all of that came in.
0: Mm -hmm. And when did you know, or when did you notice that you're actually gaining audiences in both
1: platforms? So I started getting an audience with blogging probably, I would say probably within like six months of my blogging just because I was really dialing in on like using Pinterest and boosting my SEO and trying to figure out how my content would be searchable and, you know, could be Mm -hmm. found like if people looked for it. Mm -hmm. But then um, my YouTube really took off with that Italian learning video. I had posted that in May of uh, 2019. But then in October of 2019 is when it really started taking off, which is crazy because it's like, I didn't really expect that, you know, like Mm a few months later all of a sudden i just i have this little like app that is kind of like youtube analytics on my phone
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i started seeing like all these views just coming in and i was like what is happening is that, that your oh crap moment yeah and then i you know because after it's like a thousand subscribers and 400 watch hours i don't know i can't there's a certain like uh requirement you need to actually monetize your youtube channel mm-hmm. so then i hit that really quick and i was like whoa Here we go, like, starting 2020. Right. I thought I was starting 2020
0: (laughs) strong. I thought it was going to be a good year. I mean, different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I know for a fact, just with my own experience, I feel like any idea that will pop up, it will pop up in the most randomest times ever. Oh, Mm -hmm. in times that it shouldn't
1: yeah (laughs) but it just comes
0: so Mm -hmm. how do you how do you manage with that how do you deal with that like if you are working your Mm -hmm. your job and Mm -hmm. like so many ideas and you just want to get on with it like for your own stuff like how do you put a boundary and be like you're gonna have to wait
1: (laughs) it's so hard because I don't want to wait (laughs) especially because like when I'm working from home and I'm right here and I'm just like you know, I mean, it, don't tell my work this, but, like, there are sometimes where I'll film a YouTube video, like, in the middle of a work day, like,
2: lunchtime.
1: <laughs> um, it's my yeah. lunch break. Hello. <laughs> yeah. um, but I actually do, I have, like, a running um, little notes tab, like, on the notes app on my mm-hmm. laptop, um, mm-hmm. and it's on my work computer. Like, I just have a little notes that's literally just a whole list of, like, blog post ideas or new digital product ideas and mm-hmm. YouTube ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whatever I think of, even if maybe I go back later, and I'm like, eh, that's not really the greatest idea. Like, mm-hmm. at least since I'm working at my computer, I'll just mm-hmm. open it up and be like, okay, let me add this real quick. Um, because then it also connects to my phone and stuff. Right. So I at least just try to get the idea down. If I can't pursue it, like right at this second, at least I can remember when I look back, and like, oh, that's a new video I want to try or something mm-hmm. like that. But it is very tempting if there's, like, a new blog post that I really want to write. I'll be like, wait, I want to start writing this right now. Right.
0: How do you, like, um, what's this called? Oh, it just left my mind (laughs) again. Why does this happen to me? (laughs) What was I going to ask? Oh, my gosh. We were talking about ideas, ideas, (laughs) ideas. (laughs) Um damn okay if You're i remember i know
1: okay yeah just stop me right away and be like
0: i remember um do you oh there we go i remember oh yay so do you believe in having to niche down and having to just mm. pick one platform to focus on do you that believe in that? Or do you think that it, like the more platform you have and the different content that you can put out is way better than just having one?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say for me personally, I, I don't believe in that, but mm-hmm. I have certain, I don't know how to describe it. Like there's to an extent, because I personally feel like it's very important to have multiple platforms because that provides different ways you can get traffic but also send traffic to your mm-hmm. other platforms mm-hmm. like I was able I started an Instagram for more of like my brand because I was just doing one my personal Instagram mm-hmm. but I decided earlier this year I was like with my YouTube taking off I want more of just like my brand and blogging and YouTube related stuff on an Instagram right and I created that Instagram and I really feel like I have grown that so well because of a lot of the traffic coming from my YouTube. Right. But then I also have a lot of people on Instagram who will find me on Instagram and then be like, oh, you have a YouTube? Like, let me go check that out. I also connect with a lot of people on Twitter. And so it's one of those things where I feel like you might as well just try to maximize your reach as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, especially like if I know my YouTube is doing really well, like that's just naturally where I have the most amount of subscribers and followers, whatever. Mm -hmm but i still feel like connecting with your audience through instagram is is important too because it like it gives them another side of you to see like i love posting on stories because i feel like i can connect with them more they know what i'm doing more in real time whereas youtube mm-hmm. is like i never really go live on youtube or anything so it's just more of like that's a video of like this here and now like there's just a video but then instagram is where i can really be like here's me right now this is what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. And it feels like I'm almost closer to them. Whereas YouTube is like, here's my video. Like, just look at me on a screen, you know, like it just kind of. Presenting to you.
0: (laughs) Do you enjoy Um, being busy?
1: Yes. You know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and that sounds so weird, but I feel like I, (laughs) I, I'm a Virgo, in case you couldn't tell. I don't know if you know about, like, <laughs> astrology and stuff. But I'm always productive, always wanting to do to-do lists, always mm-hmm. trying to work through things. Mm-hmm. I just find that I operate better when I'm busy. Not to the point where it's, like, I can't manage all that I'm yeah. doing. But mm-hmm. I love when I wake up and I'm, like, here's everything I have to do today and crossing it off my to-do list. Definitely. That just gets me going. Like I, <laughs> I Honestly,
0: I'm the same way. I'm I'm a yeah. Capricorn. Okay. <laughs> love um, that. <laughs> but I'm like the same way. I feel like there was one point where I was so busy and just doing all you know everything that I would love to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when that project had ended and I was left with just one thing to do, which is just my work, I was like, "Okay, right. well well well, now what?" And then mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do and I kind of like fell into a rut and it was so hard to get out of it because then I'm just like, I don't, I just, I'm so lost now. Yeah. Like there's not much I, I can do. Um, no, I agree. But definitely for me to, I, like, I feel like I thrive the most if I do have all these mm-hmm. things going on. And I know some people I may know. think that's crazy. Like, how do you even, right. what do you,
2: <laughs> Right. <I can't>. Like, <laughs>
1: How can we thrive in chaos? Yeah, (laughs) how do you do that?
0: And I feel like the more busy I am, the more ideas come. And I'm Mm. just like, okay, I now I just need to pick what I want to work on because there's so many things that I could. Oh, totally. But for sure, will you will you stay working nine to five and your side hustles? Like, just keep them as side hustles, or is like would you want those side hustles to become like your full-time income and be working for yourself in the future?
1: So I so ideally I want my side hustles to be my full-time income
2: mm-hmm. just
1: because I know I'm so passionate about it and if I can scale it to something that will bring me a full-time income where I can live comfortably and be happy with what I'm doing, I would love that because especially with, with COVID and just seeing like how much time i just spend sitting at a desk like in a room when i'm such a person who loves to travel and experience new things and mm. meet new people i'm just like if i'm able to be able to travel and then you know spend chunks of time like working on my blog or developing a new digital product or you know youtube is such a great source of passive income for me and i feel like that's growing so much with just me working on it like less than Mm part-time the thought of like being able to put my full energy into that I really feel like it's something that I could make really big and like actually financially support me and Mm -hmm. ideally that's what I'd love to do but I feel like right now especially with COVID I'm not like eager to really start that without you know I love like the stability right now so I'm not really gonna just like leave that but ideally yes I would love to be able to make this into something that's my full-time where I don't have to be like working in an office all day
0: right I feel that and how do you schedule your um how do you schedule your self-care how do you do you ever take a rest do you ever take a day off
1: though? (laughs) (laughs) like really that's a question see that's so funny because sometimes I feel like I'm so hard on myself where I'm like you're not doing enough Shay." and so that's so funny because someone I feel like looking from the outside who sees me as this super productive machine like because, you know, me, I'll be like, oh, you're just being too... E-. Like, you're just taking too much time off, Shay, or something. Right. Or, but I'm like, no. Like, you need to slow down. But, mm-hmm. yes, I definitely do. I would say most of the time after work, I'm so much more of a morning person. So when yeah. night rolls around, I love just, like, watching a movie with my sister. Or I, I do love taking a nice bath. <laughs> um, so that's always good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely love just like journaling and I'm a huge like, I love candles and just like setting the mood and the, the scene of like wherever I'm at. Like if I have mm-hmm. my candles lit, I have like nice lighting and reading or journaling like that. It's total Zen mode for me. And that's definitely how I'm like, okay, putting all electronics away, like not looking at screens anymore. That's, that's good. How I can really, research. that's like discipline.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, still dis- I, that's such a discipline <laughs> because honestly for me I'm I'm trying to learn that where I yeah. just need to turn off everything and just chill because sometimes I find myself yeah. and I'm just like I would just sit on the couch and try to watch something and just watch something yeah. not work but it's mm-hmm. like my brain is just going and then it's oh, just I like know. you know how yeah. many how much things you could
1: be doing right now <laughs> right I know and it's just even- going yeah if I am relaxing like you said you know I'm like I'll watch a show for a few minutes but then I'm on my phone looking through Pinterest or something for like a new idea for yeah like, exactly posts, or, like I'm just like connecting with people on Instagram or something or right thinking about like who I'm gonna reach out with you know like all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so it I just feel like I have to completely put my phone
2: somewhere no else and yeah. be like
1: okay this is just like reading time or like whenever I take baths, it's good because I'm not, I'm just too scared I'm going to drop my phone in the pool. so Or the, the bath, not the pool. Um, so then it's like just reading. And then I just sit in there for a while. And right. like, okay, I feel really just like disconnected, but in a good way, disconnected, mm-hmm. you know? So.
0: Do you think that it's society who programmed us to think that way? Like, do you think that it's like, because you know how society is kind of like, if you're, if you're resting, and then you're taking a day off, or you're on vacation. It's like, what are you doing? It's mm-hmm. you're not doing you're not doing enough. You should be yeah, doing something right now. Like, do you think that's something that we just grew up in and we were programmed to do, or do you think it's a personality trait?
1: I. think that it's just something we grew up in because Mm -hmm. I was talking to my sister about this like the other morning and we were just saying how especially with social media where just like apparently I guess you see with me seeing me be productive Mm -hmm. it's so easy to think oh look at all these other people being so productive especially right now with COVID it's maybe you aren't doing something or you're trying to figure out what you do want to do. And you're like, wait, but look at these other people, like here I am struggling, but they've got it all figured out. I think the pressure from society, but also just the culture too, of like being productive and putting so much emphasis on work and career. And that's like what you strive for, especially Mm -hmm. with college, you go to college and you need a good job and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like even in college, you're forced, like we talked about earlier, to kind of be like, choose something to study that might not be your passion, but will get you a job. Exactly. so I feel like a lot of people have to ditch their passions and their creativity, because they're like, well, I need the job, because the job is like the laser focus. This is what's gonna pay my
0: bills. Yeah, like,
1: uh, you know, like when you ask someone, when you meet someone new, you're usually like, what's your job? Like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, why does that give us worth of like, if we're an accountant, or we're Whatever you know, like Mm -hmm. why? Why? Like I would, I would be. I want to ask more. Like, oh, what are your hobbies? Like, what's what's something that you really enjoy doing? Like, that's just so much more interesting to me. It becomes
0: like I feel like it becomes a title now. Like definitely, it's like for some reason, if you if someone was to say they're a doctor versus someone who says, I don't know, I I'm an actor, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you're an actor. And then yeah. it's like, oh, he's a, or he, she, yeah. whatever your pronouns are, doctor, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, why is my value as a person, depending on what mm-hmm. I do for work, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, it's so, <laughs> so true. it's crazy. Um, and how do you stay inspired, motivated, and productive?
1: I So I can't lie. There are definitely times, like, there could be a week or multiple weeks where i don't there's just nothing happening like i just can't come up with anything i'll take a break from youtube and i don't know if it's like related to burnout or i'm just going through something Mm. and i don't want to like do anything right but i'd say for me usually i i try to do things to you know prevent burnout like when I do need to take a break I love going for walks I mean I live in LA so like there's always sun I always can like get outside and enjoy outdoors which is really I in
0: Canada it's currently
1: cold right now (laughs) oh my gosh yeah okay so (laughs) you can't relate but oh wow um yeah so I think I've I've really realized that just the simplest things like getting sunshine or like just eating well just taking For care sure. of your body have really really helped me and I feel like that sounds so cliche but like just the simplest form of like walking you don't need to yeah. be some crazy athlete but just like walking outside and I mm-hmm. listen to music or whatever just kind of takes me back to like connecting with myself and not stressing about work right and right all that kind of stuff but to go back to more of like how I stay motivated I would say I always try like not to compare myself to people if I look through social media it's to be like wow I really like you know this is pretty or like I really like the style of this person's like flat lay or like I want to do a picture like that or Mm -hmm. something it's never like ugh like I I hate that I can't do this or like why don't I look like this girl I think it's more of like I look for inspiration from like photographers and content creators that I really value and I feel like wow they're really inspiring but not to look at it like I compare. wish I could be this person. Right. Yeah. Cause that can be very dangerous and I could be really, really toxic. kill creativity. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I would say just making sure whoever you follow is someone who inspires you and doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. Right. Um, cause obviously with Instagram, it's really easy to just like follow a bunch of public figures who mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it's just, it can be bad, but I would say, you know, focusing on like bettering yourself, surrounding yourself by inspiring things um, and also just remembering like look how far you've come if you feel like you're not doing enough or you're like why aren't I growing my platforms or something like mm-hmm. you always kind of have to come back and be like well, look how much I've done like how much work I put into this be proud of yourself you know mm-hmm. and that's sometimes when I remind sure. myself of that I'm like you're right let me keep going you know
0: mm-hmm. for sure and how what are your tips on being organized so many things are going on <laughs> so many different platforms, so many different content. How do you mm-hmm. keep yourself organized through all of it?
1: I so I have a I have so many different like excel or like google docs of little calendars of like when I want to post certain things that I don't always follow. It's not like I follow them exactly how mm-hmm. I plan them out to be, but I would say honestly Uh, I feel like sometimes people try to plan too far in advance. And I'm a person who I'm like, I'll plan out the next few weeks or maybe a month. Like for YouTube right now, I planned out a month of Vlogmas related kind of content. Mm -hmm. So I plan that out. I I think some people try to, I'm going to plan out this whole year. Like with the new year starting, they might try to tackle this whole year. I'm like, you don't know what could happen. Like there's always something that causes a roadblock. And then if you mess up one, literally just one deadline, you don't meet. You're like, well. There it That's goes, it. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you're so unmotivated to get back on track. So I think for me, it's like planning out, you know, a little bit in advance with like planners or calendars or any sort of system that works for you. But don't try to, you know, like bite off more than you can chew. Or exactly. It's right. like, you know, keep it manageable and something, you know, you can get done. Otherwise, right. if you don't get it done, you're just going downhill. <laughs> uh,
0: right, right. And do you have any tips to anyone who would love to dive into like all these side hustles and potentially have different streams of income but are afraid Uh, and don't know how to go by it?
1: Yeah. that's the thing. That's what I always hear from people is I'm afraid. And I feel like people, my advice, because I did this too, is thinking that when I started, I had to have, I had to know exactly what kind of content I wanted to create. And Mm -hmm. I had to know exactly how I wanted to present myself. Right. And that stopped me a lot because I had written so many blog posts and I ended up not wanting to post any of them because I was like, wait, I don't want this to be the first thing someone sees about me. Or what if this isn't good enough? Or what if I don't want to go in this direction? If I look back to my first blog posts, they're like not related to anything I do now. Right. And it's like funny because I feel like it wasn't even really aligned with what I wanted to do. I was writing Mm -hmm. more of like, I think this is what people blogging would like to read. But that's not necessarily the case. So I think don't my advice is don't be afraid to have like this experimental period. And that could Mm -hmm. be like months, you know,
2: Exactly. because as
1: long as you're getting the content out there and you're learning as you're doing it, because I've learned so much just by making YouTube videos like that is very valuable and you don't have to. You don't have to come out already knowing exactly what you want to do. I feel mm-hmm. like it just naturally evolves. So like yeah. the first step is just doing it, and then you'll kind of exactly. settle into whatever your lane is. Yeah, you know,
0: just just do it to start. Yeah, That's I know. It. <laughs> I, guess,
1: I mean, I was scared. Like everyone's scared. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's really scary, especially starting and then like telling your friends and family and worrying about judgment. To mm-hmm. you know, it's like oh, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons you can say why you don't want to do something but then once you do it it's i think it's so rewarding so like you just have to push past yes that.
0: i think it is definitely better to do something rather than to regret not doing it yeah
2: right because
0: i mean if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but yeah. at least you know you tried right right um it's funny because you just said that you don't like planning ahead <laughs> and i've had this question listed to us. oh no (laughs) but what are your goals like career-wise where do you want to be or like see yourself Mm -hmm. in about like three years or even six years down the line i know you don't even want to think about one year but (laughs) (laughs) no i mean just like a vague
1: like where do you see
0: yourself what's your goal
1: right no i mean i've definitely thought about this uh Because when I say, like, not planning ahead, that's more just more, like, specifically content-wise. Right, 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 right. But I'd say say for life goals, I have somewhat of an idea. I think, so for me, I actually have really been passionate about learning Italian, which is, like, the journey that I've shared on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And my big goal right now that I have my sights set on is um, going back to Italy for an extended amount of time as a student, like, Mm -hmm. learning the language or... I don't know, any type of schooling there because I'm putting in this effort to learn the language because I want to live there. Right. So I don't think, I don't see myself traveling much in 2021 just because, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. So I, even with the vaccine and stuff, I just feel like there's going to be a lot that we still have to work through right. travel-wise. For I sure. Like America's very behind mm-hmm. <laughs> on things. So mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to build up this hope that I will be able to do that in 2021, but... I think right now, I'm saving up a lot of money to be able to, you know, like, move over there. And if I want to study for six months or a year Mm -hmm. or something and be able to also support myself financially with all of the side from stuff that I'm building right now, Mm -hmm. if I can move over there and work on my YouTube channel, um, do some freelance writing or something for like Mm -hmm. clients back here in America, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I think the exciting thing is there's so many ways I can achieve that dream.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that makes it really exciting because I'm like, wait, this is possible. It's attainable. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really fun. So I definitely see myself traveling a lot. And and right now, like I'm kind of behind the scenes, like building up my side hustle. Right. To kind of work on that. And then in you know, a year or two be able to travel and work while I travel and work right. remotely. Mm-hmm. That's my main goal. And I feel like a lot of people who personally know me know that about me and they're like, You got this. Like they're very supportive. Yeah. Um which is kind of rare because I feel like a lot of people are like, Yeah, that's probably not gonna work. I know. But I know. I think now that I'm seeing a little bit more results, people are like, Oh okay I see when I you see tell you. someone that <laughs> yeah, when you tell like, oh, I'm gonna make this YouTube channel, I'm gonna do this, they're like, okay, sure, well, I'll believe you know what? See it when I Forget
0: about Emily in Paris. It's gonna be shade Italy. <laughs> yeah, That's shade what's
1: gonna Italy. be. The like, yes, wait for the Netflix. Netflix, I gotta pitch exactly. you. Exactly. Like, gotta- <laughs> <laughs> At least you're gonna <laughs> know how to speak Italian. <laughs> right? She she really she uh, needed to learn some French. I it know. was rougher. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh i'm so sad it's almost an hour i, I know i
1: could keep talking for probably i like can the rest so of the definitely night.
0: keep talking but i i can't do that <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but definitely we should um yeah keep in touch talk more about that yeah. um but <laughs> where can everyone find you i'm gonna have all your links linked in the description. Okay. But mm-hmm. or show notes, whatever people call it. But <laughs> yeah. um where can everybody reach you?
1: Yeah. So my blog is called a day with Shay dot com. And my Instagram handle is at day with Shay. Mm-hmm. And then my YouTube channel is Shay Jordan, just my name. And if you search it, it should pop up. So I feel like
0: yeah. I feel like that's a show right there. A day with Shay. I feel like that's
1: a series what? right there. <laughs> I See, I chose that blog. I spent a lot of time on that blog name because one, I think it's cute. But two, it helps people pronounce my name because you don't know how many people don't know how to pronounce my name. And I feel like the day and the Shay rhyming helps people mm-hmm. realize, like, oh, it's Shay. Because a lot of people say Shia. People say Shea. A day right. with Shay. That just right. doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> so a day with Shay. I feel like. I originally created my blog because I'm like, oh, come spend a
2: day. day."
1: But hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they want to read my blog for a day, but (laughs) a day with Shay. Uh,
0: To wrap it up, what will you be sending us off with? What is your thought, your journal prompt for the week? Oh, yeah. I know I put you
1: in charge of this one too, so. Yeah. Um, So I think it actually works out because we touched on this a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I, especially with the year ending, think it's important for people to reflect, were you kind to yourself this year? Like, were you patient with yourself? Did you give yourself enough credit for what you worked on or what you achieved? Mm -hmm. And then if you feel like you didn't, I would brainstorm some ideas about how you can take more time for yourself and, like, rewarding yourself in the new year and just, like, have a list of ideas. Maybe it's, like, you can turn it into a cute little, like, Mm -hmm like print something out that you can put on your wall. Be like, remember to be kind to yourself. Here's what you can do to have like me time. Now you got so. me thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, write it in your journal <laughs> today, like what exactly. you can do. I think it's important to reflect on that kind of stuff. So that's what for I'm sure. leaving you all for with. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no, this is so this exciting. So fun. We have to do this again. i <laughs> do this again when I'm in Italy. <laughs> there we go. A little update, yeah. part two, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs>